Welcome to the weekend edition of Money with Friends, where we look back at the highlights of the week that was and get you guys ready for the week to come. Plus, we take your questions about, well, anything reasonable that you want to ask us. It is Saturday, October 24th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebell, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from my mom's half-finished basement in Texarkana, Texas, where we make the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihi. This is the show where we, on weekdays, we share the latest headlines, why they matter, and specific ideas and advice for your financial life. And on the weekends, we share highlights, preview the week ahead, and answer your questions. Today's show is brought to you by NordPass. We lock passwords, you hold the keys. With NordPass, store your passwords in the cloud. Access them on desktop, mobile, or your favorite browser. All encrypt on your device for your eyes only. Get up to 50% off by using our link, nordpass.com forward slash MWF. Bobby, what a crazy week we just had. And I'm- uh, Bananas. In, in, in so many ways, I'm glad this week is over. Yes, I am so glad this week is over. So many crazy things happening. We're going to stay away from politics, but I know that we're going to be talking on on Monday. We'll we'll skip to a little bit of a preview. We're going to be talking about this Quibi debacle um, that just imploded. That just happened. Um, we got iPhones. That was actually kind of an interesting highlight. We talked about that on last Monday's show. So that was interesting. I still have not pulled the trigger. I am going to buy an iPhone. Um, and I truly welcome any audience comments. Um, you can DM me on Instagram if you're with us live here. Let me know what you think. I can't decide if it's worth upgrading to the 12 because the 5G thing. And plus, I, my, I'm, I'm old, guys. Do I get the bigger phone? Because the words will be bigger. <laughs> like there's a bigger screen. But then they're saying it's like too big. And I'm going to regret it. And I don't know if I want to go into an Apple store and actually try them because COVID. And so I don't really have a sense of how big and how heavy these phones are. So, I mean, these are first world problems, but, you know, I do live in, you know, America. So I get to have these problems. Bobby, it could be like that 1980s comb hanging out of the back of your pocket there. You know, you can look fantastic in your Lee jeans with your huge, huge, <laughs> huge phone hanging out of your pocket. I, you know, I like I, the I takeaways. I like the I like the I like the takeaways from Monday and the fact that maybe Apple has has given people too many choices. Usually, you want to slim down the number of yeah. choices and make it easier for people, and they didn't do that. But I also like what you did with Amy Goodman on Tuesday, who joined you for some tips on holiday big messages. I can't believe we're talking about the holiday already, but it is the season. Um, you guys really dove into holiday spending coming. Yeah. So Amy really knows her stuff. She's a lifestyle and shopping expert. You might see her on live with Ryan and Kelly. She's on all of the morning shows. And by the way, she has an awesome, awesome, awesome reels channel through Instagram. So follow her at Amy Goodman, but Amy had a lot to say about what we should buy, but also when we should buy it, because you really can't wait. I mean, we kind of in the past years, we've rolled our eyes at these retailers trying to get us to buy sooner, sooner, sooner. And, you know, there's been pushback even about Black Friday that why do we need to buy for Christmas and, and Hanukkah or whatever, Kwanzaa. So early, they're pushing us to buy at Thanksgiving. Now it's pushed even earlier, but there's a good reason. It's because shipping is going to be a thing. So if you want something, 
and you want to get it by the holidays. And certainly if you want to get it mailed to somebody that you're not going to get to see in person for the holidays, you got to do it sooner rather than later because of inventory issues and just getting it there. And you're not going to see these promises of saving our butts with overnight shipping the day before Christmas. It's not happening this year. I can't make that promise. Well, and on Wednesday, you went from wide to narrow to a single celebrity who has uh, some new skincare products. Yeah. So Kristen Bell is doing the happy dance. Um, that is her, her skincare line, which uh, comes with uh, CBD infusions. And we'll see how successful she is. I mean, it's not her first business venture. She does have another one um, with her husband, um, which is baby stuff. And she's very relatable in the ads. So I think that it's going to be interesting because she makes CBD, which is intimidating to a lot of people, very accessible. And she's going very narrowly after the mom market. So I think the marketing is great. We also on the show, what was really fun is we went through some of the biggest flops of celebrities and some of the biggest successes. And I was surprised because a lot of these celebrities that have had the biggest successes, like a Kanye West with Yeezy, had total flops beforehand. I mean, even the Kardashians, which, well, they're sort of, they are related. They had a lot of flops. So we went through the celebrities that have had big flops and the ones that have big successes and talked about kind of the differentiators. So I hope people check out that episode if they haven't seen it yet. It kind of reminded me of when uh, Jason Harris was on a couple weeks ago, the discussion that you guys had about flop or not, and the fact that you have to have first a great product and then market it well. Having a celebrity involved helps you market it well, but you still have to have a good product. Yes, yes. You were talking about another celebrity, a very different story on Thursday with Chadwick Boseman. Well, and it's amazing. Adam Carroll and I talked about this, Bobby, on Thursday, that uh, Chadwick Boseman knew he was passing away for a long, long time. He, he, by all accounts, knew it for during his last few movies, even, that, that his uh, prognosis was probably terminal. And yet he still passed away without a will. And then questions around the fact that he and and his wife had been secretly married. Does that mean that uh, maybe there's some family issues uh, when it comes to the will? Is there going to be a fight over the will in the future? We don't know any of that. But what we do know is, is that the earlier you get your will done, the earlier you get that out of the way, the easier it's going to be for everybody. Because right now what he's left is a bunch of hanging issues that now the family has to pick up. Right. And also probate which is expensive and timely and a kind of a nightmare. So you want to avoid probate, which is basically getting the government in your business. What people don't always understand is if you don't make a will, you get a default will from the government and they're going to tell you or your, your survivors what's going to happen. And it's going to be really expensive and really time consuming and make them really miserable. So have something, you can always change your will. That's the thing. Um, so get something in writing and you can always adjust it. I know that's something that we've done in our family and it's not always going to be perfect. And you may make different choices about who's going to take care of a child, depending on the age of the child. You can change your will, but get something in writing. Um, and Friday, um, this was also very interesting and very timely. You talked about different ways that we are approaching education with Adam Carroll and what is the value. And I certainly related to this as a parent of a child going to pretty much the most expensive school in the country um, for college. And, you know, you think, is it worth it? Um, we obviously are paying it and think it's worth it. But, uh, you know, he's getting a degree in film and TV. I think he'll be massively successful, but it's a lot of cash. 
Uh, well, you've got learning a lot of technical skills and Google's a lot of technical skills, you know, I was saying you have other people in film and TV in your family already. So you already have yes. some, some, some people who know oh, a little look, bit. I there think too. he'll be successful, but it's a lot of cash to get this kind of degree to do that. Do you, do you need that degree, I guess? Sure. Or can you do these Google courses to learn all this technical stuff? One of the most compelling p- uh, parts about our discussion on Friday uh, was the fact that it's an opinion piece. And as you know, Bobby, we don't do many opinion pieces. We try to shy away from people's opinion and instead bring you just a straight headline. But in this case, it's the opinion of the president of, of a top liberal arts college. So these are the colleges that are squarely in the bullseye when people talk about really expensive schools that people haven't necessarily heard of. This was the president of, uh, of Denison University. Uh, in in Granville, Ohio, a beautiful place, by the way, but still a very, very small, very expensive school. And the president of that school talking about how Google may be changing the game with their certification program. And now for $47 or $49, you can get this certification. And depending on what HR managers decide to do with that and hiring managers decide to do with that, that may change the game for, for everybody. You're holding your mug up. What does it say? I'm holding my mug up. Um, this says, so because in our audience here, oh, oh, DeAndre 36 is asking what it says. It says, pour yourself a cup of ambition, XO Dolly, as in Dolly Parton. And this was a gift to me from Diana, who's the executive editor at Newsweek. And I adore her and I love the mug. Yeah. Uh, uh, mine is brewed in Kansas City and it's uh, Boulevard Brewing. Because uh, <laughs> while I'm sick, I'm dreaming about someday going back and having a beer at some point. At some point, I will yeah. have a beer. Probably not first thing in the morning. Um, <laughs> but, 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 but it's going to be interesting to see how the game changes, getting back to to, to this issue. Is, is the game going to change a lot? I think it is. I think COVID's already changing the game. People are starting to question. You know, we question everything on Friday from, does it really take four years to get that degree? Should it take four years or could it be, could it be less time? Do we need all of that time? Do we need all that expense? It was a, it was a good discussion right. on Friday. Or are we going to be honest and say, it's not just about the degree. It's about four years of having a total holistic experience of growing up and having a transition time between living with your parents. And we're stereotyping here because not everyone has that is going to college in that time period, but between going, living with your parents and then going to your quote, first real job. So maybe we just be honest and say, it's not just about the academic education. Maybe it's about the socialization, forming friendships, having an experience where you're still under some um, support by authorities in terms of, you know, you have a dorm, you have, you have something's done for you, but you have more independence and then it's a transition time of life. And that's what you're paying for. I think be honest the, about it. Sure. I think the, you know, the, this, this idea that you coldly calculate the ROI of college really depends on what you're, you're trying to do with your degree. In some places where you're just trying to get a technical certificate, certainly spend as little money as possible on that, find the best teacher in that area for the least amount of money and get that done. But, but for uh, some people, as an example, I've talked about a lot lately, I'm taking the master class with Goodby and Silverstein, uh, these guys that run one of the top advertising agencies in the nation. They were talking about how a liberal arts degree where you don't earn, learn one thing in particular, you earn a little bit about a lot of things. So you can sit at a lot of different tables and talk to a lot of different people about many different subjects is perfect for advertising. It is much, much better to have a liberal arts education for that person. And to know a little bit, I know when I was a financial planner, even though I needed to know a lot about finance, I needed to know a ton about people. And when people would walk in my door, 
I would have to be able to talk on a lot of different aspects of not just money, but of life and politics and sports and whatever the heck they were interested in. I had to at least have a cursory knowledge of that stuff so that I could communicate with them so that I could then transition to helping them making better money decisions later. So liberal arts education, expensive, but, um, but depending on what you're using it for could also be, be, be fantastic. Uh, it was a good show. Actually, it was a great week, wasn't it? I it mean, was a great week. Yeah, Amy. And, and next the- week's going to be really awesome too. But first, uh, we need to talk about uh, my little issue that I've gotten over with, which is the password thing. <laughs> right? Yes. You have to, you have a solution for my password issue when I got hacked, as our regular listeners know. I very well might have a solution, and it might be called <laughs> NordPass. NordPass is the place where people like Bobby and I store our passwords. It's a password manager. We actually even talked about this in our Chadwick Bozeman discussion on Thursday, that uh, if something happens to me, Cheryl knows where all the passwords are. She has them all. They're all in one place. She can get into all the different accounts, makes it much, much easier for her. Uh, NordPass locks the passwords and we hold the keys with NordPass. Store your passwords in the cloud, get them on desktop, mobile, your favorite browser, wherever you you are, you can sign into NordPass and get your password all encrypted on your device for your eyes only. You'll get 50% off and a 30 day money back guarantee by heading to nordpass.com forward slash MWF. That's nordpass, N-O-R-D, pass.com forward slash MWF. Bobby, we've got a heck of a week coming up. We want to start off with the economic calendar. Sure. Go for it. All right. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Coming up on on Monday, we kick off the week with new home sales. That's going to be interesting. See uh, what's been going on in the world of new home sales. Also, we find out about the toy aisle. A lot of companies are declaring earnings next week, but Hasbro caught my eye. Fourth quarter buying in the toy lane. How's that going to look? Is it going to be different with people at home? The Hasbro bringing new stuff. We're going to see that on Tuesday. It's all about consumer confidence. Is the consumer hanging in there or is this recession that we're hearing about finally, finally uh, here? Uh, Also companies in the news, 3M, Aflac, JetBlue, Merck, and Microsoft. Microsoft, of course, one of the hottest companies the last couple of years declares earnings on Tuesday. On Wednesday, we go to mortgage applications. Uh, the company I used to work with, Ameriprise, declaring uh, uh, earnings, Allegiant Travel, General Electric. I'm interested, though, in O'Reilly Auto Parts, Bobby. When it comes to uh, uh, some things, you know, do you take your car to have it fixed by somebody else or do you do it yourself? There's this piece of me that thinks that O'Reilly might be one of these things when you can tell when people are starting to cut back, right? If you're starting to cut back, you might start changing your own oil if you know a little bit about cars. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, O'Reilly. And Six Flags also on the other side. People starting to return to theme parks. We'll see that on Wednesday. Thursday, we have uh, GDP and consumer spending. Uh, then Apple, another obviously hugely traded stock by a wide number of people. Activision Blizzard. We talked about games with Hasbro earlier, but we'll talk video games that day. Uh, AMC, uh, Molson Coors. And on Friday, employment wage numbers. 
that's going to be a big day seeing who's employed. That is a big, um, that's a big day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What are people being paid? Uh, not how many people are, are, are employed, but, but what are they being paid? Going to be a big day on Friday. ExxonMobil, Chevron and WP Carey, which is another big REIT firm. Uh, I mentioned last week that I'm interested in what's going on in the REIT market. WP Carey, a huge REIT company on Friday. That's the week's economic calendar. Very cool. Should we do our listener question next or should we talk about what's going to be on the show next week? Let's, let's wrap up what's on the show and then we'll do the listener question to end the, end the day, if that's right with you. All right. So Monday, we're actually going to be talking about Quibi. That was a huge uh, implosion and we're going to discuss lessons from it. I mean, money cannot buy you success. Past success cannot buy you success. And just because you convince people to give you billions of dollars because you are two of the most successful people uh, in business in this country, frankly, doesn't mean your next venture is going to be great. Basically, anyone can fail. And don't feel bad about failure. That's what I think we're going to talk about. Or yeah. maybe you should feel bad. I don't know. I mean, yeah. they, they spent a lot of money. A lot of people lost money on this deal. Well, and what's amazing to me, and we'll talk about this on Monday, is the number of people who I'm sure are listening to this or hanging out with us who still, after all that money, have no idea what Quibi is. Have no idea. Do you even know what Quibi stands for? I, no. See, that is problem number one. It stands for quick bites. But the fact that they they did not like really aggressively promote what the word Quibi means is problem number one. Yeah, How do people not, nobody, I've asked people, nobody knows what it's, if people have heard of Quibi at all, they don't know what it is, what it stands for. And it stands for quick bites. And why don't they promote that part? Like, come on guys. And there was so much advanced publicity. Anyway, we're going to save the discussion for Monday because sure. I clearly have a lot to say about this one. <laughs> Tuesday um, and Wednesday. Tuesday, David Bach is back from Italy. And first of all, we're definitely going to talk a lot about money and get his advice about stuff. But I'm also just really excited to see how he is because there's a lot of stuff going on with COVID in Italy. And I know he was really excited. His kids were going to school in person and he was able to do a lot of really awesome activities. He's been doing crew um, outside of his apartment and he's been doing bike rides and really awesome stuff. And now, you know, so much economically could be shutting down if they, if they go back to lockdowns. So I'm excited to hear from David about, you know, just get a firsthand report on that. And then of course, um, we'll do a couple of money stories. On, uh, on Thursday and Friday, I'm back with Bola Sukumbi, which will be fun for Clever Girl Finance. Bola and I had a really interesting discussion a month ago uh, with all the news that's about to hit this week. Uh, some of the stuff that we went over in the economic calendar, Bola always has a great opinion. And, uh, and not only that, she can make it fun and keep it light. She can even take these really difficult decisions to make, or discussions to make them light, which I really like about Bola. So so that's, uh, that's yes. late in the week. And then, of course, on Saturday, you and I back with another weekly recap show. Yes, yes, all, yes, yes. All right. You have a question from uh, one of our yes. listeners. So we are now doing Ask Me Anythings on Instagram. Go to at MoneyFriendsPod to ask your question. We will post stickers there, question stickers there on occasion. But if you don't see one and you have a question, you can just DM us it and we'll put it in the queue for a future show. Uh, this one comes to us from our listener, Wade Hodge. He asks, is it better to max out your 401k or get the match and then do a Roth? Love the show. 
Thanks, Wade. We love your question. All right. So here's my take on that. First of all, you are 100% right. Always go for that match first, Wade, because it is free money. So you are correct on that. And I just want to stress that to everybody. Free money. Free money. If there's a match, get that money in there. And of course, make sure that you actually invest it. Now, as for the rest, these are the factors that you should be considering when you're deciding whether to put more retirement money into your 401k in a company or into a Roth, which I presume is a Roth IRA. Your tax situation. Do you want to pay now or later? If you're in a high tax bracket now, you might want to do something like a 401k where you're not going to pay tax until later in life. So the money will grow there'll be more money in the pot that grows. So that can be really advantageous. If you are in a low tax bracket now and you anticipate paying higher taxes in the future, you want to really lean towards a Roth in general because that money is going to already have passed through the tax man. And when you get it, it's all yours, which is nice. You also should consider access to the money. The Roth money is generally going to be easier to access and there'll be less of a tax consequence because you already paid the tax. And there are ways to access the Roth money where you can avoid penalties, like if you're using it for a first home. And then the other thing I do want to mention is your investment choices. The Roth is going to give you more choices. When you're in a 401k within a company, they give you a list of choices to choose from. And so you are stuck in that universe and you have to go with them. Very often the choices are, are reasonable, but you are stuck with those choices. And bonus tip to think about, and hopefully this is not relevant to any of our listeners, the money is often more protected in a 401k from creditors. So you do want to consider that if you do anticipate ever having creditors come after your, after your money, um, 401ks are really hard for creditors to get to. Um, IRAs too, Roths too, but it's a little bit easier. So 401ks offer the absolute most protection among that class of things to protect your money should creditors come after it. Anything to add, Joe? Absolutely. One thing that uh, that always strikes me with with questions like yours, Wade, is that uh, we don't want perfect to be the enemy of good. There's something said for getting money saved. And whenever you decide to switch from one, one form of savings to another, so if you're going to shut off that 401k and then you're going to put money someplace else, there's always a danger that you're not going to do it. That, that you go, you know what, I'm just going to put a little extra money in my paycheck the next couple of weeks because I have insert whatever the thing of the moment is here. And then, and then I'll turn it on and then you never do. And you end up saving a lot less money. So at the very least, I really like sticking with the 401k plan because of the fact that it's hidden. It gets taken out of your check before you even see it. It's gone. I love that. And most people don't even recognize it as money. They're like, oh, oh, I didn't even know I had that money. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you the number of people where I would help them set up their 401k plan and then they come in later on and we look at it together for the first time. They're like, how did all this money get here? Well, guess what? You saved it. You tricked yourself into saving that money. But that said, I also, I do like this. If you can do it and you actually will do it, I do like having both versus either or. Well, and Bobby, your analysis of that is is right on about tax brackets. But here's the deal. We don't know where we're going to be in the future. We have no idea where we're going to be. So for me to have some money in this tax pot and some other money in this other tax pot that I can grab from depending on where I'm at later on is fantastic. I like pre-tax because I like the bird in the hand now. 
I like getting that tax break today, but I like the Roth because it gives me flexibility later. Um, and, and those are two sides of what we call the tax triangle in financial planning. The third side, by the way, is where it gives you no tax benefit at all. It just is flexible money. So it's money like in a regular brokerage account or your savings account. Uh, but we've got the Roth on one side, the pre-tax on the other, and then we've got this flexible money as, as the third. Great question, Wade. First thing to think about, though, is will I really do it? it um, if, if you're not sure if you really will make that switch, then, man, just keep it in the 401k because having more money saved is always the best answer. I totally agree. The most important thing is to be saving because speaking as old people now, I'm telling you, it does add up that money. I joke, but you know, the money I put away in my very first job at CNBC is right there. I mean, I rolled it now because I left the job. I rolled it into, you know, an IRA that I, you know, that's like just my IRA, but um, it's there. It's there many years later, still growing. And uh, it was a good thing to do. Time does work. How can, how can you say old person when you're like 25 years younger than me? Like what's up there? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, Yeah. Joe uh, and I are about the same age, by the way. (laughs) All right. That's going to do it. it. That's going to do it for today. She's Bobby. I'm Joe. We have anything else to do here? Are we done, Bobby? We're going to be back on Monday talking Quibi. Amen. Sounds great. Bobby and I will see you back here then. Bye-bye. Show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.